Welcome to Couch to Coast, a weekly podcast with me, Rob, an aspiring runner whose favourite place is being comfy on the couch. And me, Ben, a UK Athletics accredited running coach. Follow us as we try to turn Rob from couch to coached. And we are live. Again. I'm waiting for you to say again. <laughs> I thought I won't say it this week. It's <laughs> on your face. We are live again. I thought that cut off. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. We are live again. Episode, what a week. 40, episode 46. 46. We're getting close to that big 5 50. This is the last episode of the series uh, because we worked it out that this time next week is the closest episode to when we first started 12 months ago. Yes. Uh, so this will be end of series show. One year old. Do we leave it in a cliffhanger right at the end? That's what they tend to do on the end of series, don't they? They go boom, 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 boom. That was EastEnders. That's EastEnders, <laughs> mate. Um, you can have a think of a cliffhanger and then it could end yeah. like I'll think of something as we go. I'll think of a cliffhanger. Okay. 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 I, it's quite nice, though. One year on. Pretty much mm-hmm. one year on. This week, I felt like we have properly, properly built a community. Definitely. Think? Yeah, definitely. A podcast yeah. community. If you don't know what we're on about, stay tuned to the rest of this episode. But, yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it, when we first started, it was a bit of a like, oh, we're asking people to do things or or ring in with listeners' questions. Oh, not ring in. Ring in. It, send the listeners question we were a bit like you need to do this or we're going to cancel it and but this yeah. week you have all stepped up so thank you very much to you lovely 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 listeners we have got a serious serious following going on now evidence yeah. is there but before we do that should we talk about running yeah if you want to so i haven't got my medal on today i was thought about putting my medal on but i completely forgot I was going to come on and say, I'm still wearing a medal, but yeah, I didn't. What are you doing uh, with it? Where Where is it gone? Pride of place? It's upstairs, upstairs in my, in my, in the, in the office. I've got a bit of an office. So uh, we, I stick them on. So I've got like two shells and I hang them over there. I have got an actual, it's like a piece of wood with hooks on, with daddy's medals on. I had it for my birthday this year. Still haven't put it up. So I need to put that up so I can, I can hang them on there. Uh, but I've got loads now. It's going to be pulling the bloody, the, the, the shelf down soon. So. I I use mine today. What your medal? Yeah. To do what? Stretch my hamstrings. <laughs> what? How? Well, this is a thing, right? So, and I thought I'm going to make this a thing. <clears throat> so, I was I woke up this morning. Routine for me: get up six o'clock ish, and I have the first half an hour. I've made it. The first half an hour of the day is Rach goes out for a walk. She goes and gets a bit of fresh air in the first thing in the morning. I stay yeah. in because obviously the girls are in bed, and what I try to do is focus a bit, like on giving myself a bit of me time. So that's a bit of stretching. I've had okay. some tight hamstrings in the last couple of weeks since Manchester. Oh. And I was sitting on the floor stretching my hamstrings out. And I was doing that one where you sit on your bum, your legs out in front of you, and you try and not touch your toes. Yeah. Can't touch my toes. Never have oh. been able to touch my toes. So I remember... My, the, problem, the problem with me is my legs are too long. I can never touch my toes. You're never going to be able to touch your toes. No. Not happening. <laughs> but I was doing that stretch and trying to you know, touch my toes. I wasn't getting quite far enough. And I remember years ago when I did a bit of yoga, they used to give you like um, a resistance band that you'd Mm -hmm. hold in each hand. You'd wrap it around your toes and you'd sort of pull yourself forward, basically giving you that extension. So you've got that force. I lay back on the floor, looked up and there on the windowsill was my Manchester medal. (laughs) Nice thick ribbon, picked it up, wrapped it around my toes, leaned forward. And now, every morning, timely reminder of stretching. What am I trying to do? I'm trying to beat my Manchester target. So it's going to stick with me. I'm going to be stretching. I've decided every time I get a PB, that medal is going to be my stretching medal. Mm. To be honest with you, I've used my medal this week as well. Not for that purpose. I went on a a leadership course, and they wanted us to bring in a, a symbol of leadership. 
my my own interpretation of leadership. So I was the, the day before. I was like, what am I going to take? What am I going to take? So I looked around and I went in the office. Oh, I take my Manchester medal. I was like. I'm going to make a story up on the spot. So I talked about the, and I thought to myself, it's quite a good story. I've got, I had this goal in mind of getting under two hours. I think working as a leader, sometimes you have goals in mind and you achieve that goal. And then it's about, right, what's next? There's hurdles in the way, not quite hurdles with Manchester, but there's people cheering you on and cheering you along to get that, to get that to that goal. So it works well with leadership. So I thought that was a bit of a good, good story to use. So that's why I took it in and that was why I used my Manchester half marathon medal. Us, listeners, let us know what you use your medals for. <laughs> Talks of leadership or for wrapping around your feet and stretching. <laughs> or what just else? hanging up. Or hanging up. Or hang up and never look at it again. Blow the dust <laughs> off it every now and then. So since I, bought an, I bought an eye tab. I told you, I told you last week I bought an eye tab. I tend to buy an eye tab. If, um, just, just making loads of rattling, scuffy noises. Is it? Yeah. I lent on the desk. Uh, so yeah so I bought an iTab so I tend to buy iTabs when I get a PB so have you signed up for Manchester half I got an email to say that we need to sign up if people have uh, people are signing up for Manchester I got an email to say that we need to register if you haven't already registered for the half no for the sorry for the man heart for the marathon for the full marathon what do you mean sign up I already signed up so it's to register. I think you need to go back on and still register because I think you've registered for the half marathon, but you need to register for the full marathon. So if you haven't already done so, it might just be me. I might not have done it properly, but they're asking for things like your details. And if you want a T-shirt, I've ordered myself a training T-shirt for saying it says Manchester Marathon in training. Um, so just if you haven't already done so, check your emails. And they do say that it might have got into your spam emails as well. So um, a bit of a... Public announcement for you there, saving you. I'll get into, the, already done get so. into the spam and have a look, eh? Yeah. You might have already done it. It might be just me that didn't do it properly on the Manchester half, but um, I would check just in case. And if you haven't had an email, maybe you want to contact Manchester Marathon and just say, should I be expecting an email? Because I think it's only up until there's a, there's a deadline, I think, you got to me, register. You got me worried now. I think it's a bit of a, there's a bit of a, time frame between now and the deadline but i would advise going and have a look to see if you need to register because that'd be the next big target right manchester marathon yeah so now i've got a couple of races in between there which we'll talk about in a bit with the north staff roadrunners um i've got stafford half coming up which is in april i want to say no march maybe and then manchester marathon and then i've signed up for another race i am doing the Thunder Run. I can't remember when that is. I think it's in July. Uh, I'm in a team of four. There's me. There's Michelle Dalgano. There's Libby Manifold. And then there is a guy called Adam Huxley, who is in the Strava Leaderboard, who is a member of our community. We are going to be running the Thunder Run. So I think it's 8K laps. Uh, you take it in turns to do 8K laps. And it's a 24-hour race. So it starts at one time. This is someone's got to be on the route at all time, right? I think so. I don't think it's not that strict that somebody has to be on the route all the time. I think you can have a bit of a break if you want to. But it is 24 hours, so it goes through the night. And you obviously get to wear, have to wear torches. It's in the summer. Well, close <coughs> July, is it summer? Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be light nights anyway. But it was cancelled last year. I signed up for last year, um, but it was cancelled. So I'm really looking forward to that. It was £75, I think, to register. I think this, the registration is still open if people are wanting to register. It opened today, which is Thursday, although this podcast is going out tomorrow, which is Friday. I'm not going to confuse myself again. So I think the, registra- <laughs> the registration is still open if people want to go and register. I think you can go in singles, pairs, or teams of between three and five and then six and eight, I think. It is. And that's the Thunder Run. Thunder Run, yeah. Thunder what, Run 24. What do they call it, the Thunder Run? I've no idea. But we are going to get, hopefully, I've got to talk to the, the guy tomorrow, again, which is Friday, uh, about coming on to the podcast. So hopefully, the, the gentleman who is a race organiser is going to come on to the podcast so we can ask him that question why it's called the Thunder Run. Spoiler spoiler alert it might not happen it depends on what we talk about tomorrow he might not want to come on but we'll we'll see when i speak to him tomorrow but anyway yeah my running or your running as well <laughs> we, we let's digress start with, let's start with your running come on okay my running 
keep with tradition. I haven't, I haven't done too bad. After Manchester half, I thought to myself, I need to keep myself going uh, because it's easy once you've done a, once you've got your goal. I would say it's quite easy just to rest back on your laurels and just stop, mm-hmm. not stop, but like just think to yourself, oh my god, I can't be bothered now. Like I've got my goal. There's there's nothing coming now until maybe the big race, which is going to be Manchester Marathon. So it's like, well, do I do? Uh, but I went out, uh, did the part run on Saturday. Part run number 40 at the Whammy, 25 26. Because there were a load of part runs cancelled, weren't there, this last week? There was. Yeah, there was. Trenton was cancelled. Trenton was underwater, weren't it? It was, yeah. So I was going to go Trenton. But we went to I went to the Whammy instead. I ran with Beth Blair. <laughs> Beth. <laughs> Beth listens to the podcast. I'm gonna have to say this because I did say I was gonna mention it on the podcast. So we were lined up to ready to go and we thought we were talking as as you do before the race. Before the run, sorry, not race. It's not a race, pardon, sorry. It's not a race. It's totally um, a race. <laughs> and we started off and we were talking. She has her head, headphones on that big like beats headphones and a phone in her hand, or a phone in her pocket, and she went to put her hand, uh, hand in her pocket to get her phone out to do something. She dropped it. Oh, no. And yeah, she dropped it, and loads of people were like running, trying to run past it. But she was like trying to get to try and pick a phone up, and it was really, it was like, it was like, uh, it's like a stampede. So it wasn't really that funny, and she cracked a cracked a camera screen as well. So I do, I, I did feel sorry for it. She said to me, I didn't feel, I wasn't sure about coming, and I wasn't sure about going on the Saturday either. But she made, well, didn't make me go, but she said she was going. So I was like, yeah, I'll go. Yeah, so she's she cracked a camera screen, but she managed to get her phone back. Oh so. dear! So shout out. Do you run with your phone? I have a bum bag. Oh, a fanny for the American listeners, a fanny pack. Of course you do. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I run with a bum bag, and it it saves me because I have me. I put my key in there, I put my phone in there because I listen to me. Listen to the music or listen to podcasts when I run. Um, although I have got music on my watch, I never use the music on the watch. I always. I always take my phone with me. And I think it's a good thing to take your phone with if you can, just in case you get into trouble, especially on these night, these dark nights. Yeah. If you can take your phone with you, I would always advise just in case anything happens to you or you, or something happens to somebody else that you're out with. Um, another public announcement. Blimey, that woman doing today. Keep yourself safe, guys. Go out with the phone if you can. Dude, go not go out with your phone. I, I've, I don't normally. I run everything on its own, but I am because of marathon training starting. I'm yeah. probably being out for a little bit longer. Uh, I am going to start taking my phone. So I have bought myself a flip belt. Top. Yes, yeah, I've heard about them. Stick it in the pocket. So not quite yeah. a bum bag or a fanny pack, but it allows me to store a couple of. Uh, Maple Ignite Protein Rebel mm. Gels, yeah. the key, maybe my phone, but I just don't. I quite, I, I find phones quite big these days, don't they? And I just a little yeah. bit too clunky to carry. But I've done a couple of runs recently with this belt, and it's working well. So I've got that, yeah. and that's what I'll be taking around with on my my longer training runs. Yeah, flip belt if you want to <laughs> sponsor the podcast. You can come and sponsor the podcast. Always, always I know. I, I would always, I was always advised about getting a flip belt, but never have actually got one. I've got this bum bag. Um, it's, it's similar, really, because it's an extendable one, so you can wear it as just a normal belt if you wanted to, and just put like, like say, I put my maple ignite in there from going on long runs. Yeah, and it holds quite a bit because it expands. It holds quite a bit, so I always have that to go out with. So yeah, so I did that on Saturday. Enjoyed that. Um, didn't get a PB, but it's not always about getting PBs. And then went out on Sunday and did the CTC or C2C challenge, the pub run around my area. I got, I think, about seven pubs in. Sneed Arms, the Foxley, the Mill Race. The... Nice little reel put together by mm. yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting good at this stuff now. I'm getting good at this stuff. I'm, a, I'm an influencer now. <laughs> Is that what you're going for? Favourite pastel? Yeah. Influencer. <laughs> influencer, yeah. A positive influence. And how's that working out for you? Yeah, it's not I'm not influencing that many people. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> oh, we influenced a lot of people to do some well, stuff we did, this we week. Did. We'll get well, to it. I, it was funny because somebody said to me, You could have chose something different than running around pubs. <laughs> <laughs> but we've got another challenge coming up. Another so I did challenge. that on Sunday, which was good. I enjoyed that. I think I did four miles in total. Uh didn't do anything on Monday because I went to um the Man City supporters club. We had a guy come in to show us some match worn 
match worn football shirts. So he came in to show us things like Mick, Mick McCarthy's worn shirt and all sorts of different things. So he came to talk to us about football and Man City. Why would you want to look at Mick McCarthy's worn match shirt? It was it was all about the stories behind him more than anything. So Mark McCarthy, he's actually related to Mick McCarthy. Um, he came to talk to us about. He's got six hundred match worn t- match worn shirts. Wow. Okay. Go and on he's then. got he's got things like Colin Bell's. He's got Paul Gascoigne's shirt. Uh, he's got all sorts of different Man City from the past, like Benarby, One Chop, Mile Berkovich, all different people that used to work at work play for Man City and well, more recent ones. They used to work for him. Well, yeah, I suppose they did. And he came Definitely. to talk to us about the stories behind them and how much he spent on a couple of them. And um, but yeah, it was really interesting actually. And then I didn't, so that's why I didn't go out with, with the club on Monday. Went to play football on Tuesday. No goals again. I'm having a, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm at Ealing Island. I'm on a right drought. Um, I haven't scored in the last about four or five weeks. So I did that. I enjoyed that again. And then I've been out this, this afternoon just after work and done five miles. I think it was easy. So I am trying, what I am trying to do is just keep ticking over. And I think that's the most important thing, trying to keep this fitness that I've established with, with doing Manchester half training, just trying to keep that motivation. Because like you say, the dark nights, I went out, I think it was about <clears throat> quarter past four. I got back in about quarter past five-ish and it was started to go dark then. Yeah. So the motivation to try and keep you motivated when you are when it's dark it's not good is it really but we're getting into that time of year aren't we yeah and this is where i think anybody that can find that little bit of consistency mm. is winning and that's it bringing me on to something actually a blog I've ventured into the world of blogs. We've we've ventured into the world of blogs. I'm not taking this. I'm not taking this on my own. <laughs> you can do some as well. So uh, we've. You're the we, one that sent me your blog <laughs> and said, "Do you like my blog?" And I said, <laughs> "Yes, Rob, I like your blog." And you have entered yourself into the world of blogging. I have. You've got to keep so, it up because it was well yeah, received. Yeah, I'm going to. It was was very well received. Don't volunteer mid- me for blogging. <laughs> what a blogger! Mid- what a blogger! An absolute blog uh, so yeah so i did midweek motivation so i'm gonna that's something i'm gonna try and do most weeks if not every week and uh, just a bit of midweek motivation it was about consistency and keeping yourself consistent i think it's pertinent looking at it, how you keep yourself cons- we talk about consistency a lot on the on the podcast so i thought that was quite a good topic to talk about and i'm going to try and do most wednesdays so midweek the hump to try and motivate you to keep on running if anybody's got any requests request a blog you can ask me to, and there was loads of running-related puns in there. And for people that know me, I do like my odd pun, so I'll try and make some puns up. If you haven't already listened or haven't already seen it or read it, go to the Instagram page, and it's on there. You're taking requests for blogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was obviously got to be running-related, and something that I kind of know a bit about. Um, I'm not. I'm not professing to be the the font of all knowledge about all running, but I think I've picked up tips from yourself and through reading things and talking to other runners. So I don't think I'm in a good position to say yes, I'm an expert. But I think from my own opinion, this is my own blog. So there might be stuff in there that you don't agree with, which is the purpose of a blog. It's to challenge people's thoughts. So come on, the listeners, yeah. challenge. Challenger's been Challenge. laid down. Challenge. Get the requests into Rob for his blog. How was your week of running on? It's gone. It's it's gone as well as can be expected at this point in time, to be honest. So, are you, did you say you're marath- you are actually marathon training now? Then? No. I was no say. Not yet, no. Um, so, I've had a decent, since Manchester, I've had a decent bit of running done. Um, so I just, I've I sort of, I've got a little bit of a strain in my right knee. I will admit it. As much as I don't want to admit it, I will admit it. I'm trying to put it to the back of my mind. Bit of a strain in the right knee. So it's going all right. I'm still consistent. I've not missed any training since Manchester. Um, my easy runs are very easy at the moment. <clears throat> um, 
done a few little sessions just to keep myself ticking over but I've got a few bits on the horizon so my, my workouts at the moment seem to be more like uh, longer workouts rather than, than speed intervals like reps so I did yeah. 10 by three by 10 minutes threshold um yesterday um no not yesterday tuesday sorry i was on a rest day yesterday 60 minutes easy this morning rest yesterday then i did a three by 10 minutes threshold work um which is all around about sort of six minute mile then got my long runs in a standard, but I'm just keeping my easy runs really easy. But I've seen a nice little bit of progress, so my mm. paces are, are, are sort of nice and slow. Thinking about what we spoke about with Cole Moulton, really, when he was on there, yeah, yeah. Um, just trying to keep those easy runs nice and chill. Um, I'm trying to focus a bit more on my recovery, to be honest with you. Um, so doing bits of stretching, um, doing a bit of mobility work, trying to get a bit more strength working now because I think. I'm at that point where I know that with a big marathon block on the horizon mm. and being someone that I'm quite scared of the marathon, to be honest with you, my body doesn't like mm. it. It breaks mm. down. I've only ever done three marathons, mm. f- like full distance marathons. I know that I need to get my body ready for that block. Um, so I'm trying to just focus on recovery after each run, get the strength working and just try and prime myself ready for taking that block on, which will probably start after Christmas. Yeah. Ice baths. You've been doing the ice baths? Ice baths. I've been in the ice bath. What was your coldest? Uh, it's got to be six, about six degrees, degrees for, me. for me. Six degrees the other day. I was absolutely, I couldn't believe when I got You're in. You're up in Stoke. It's going to be, it's harder though, isn't it now? <laughs> Yeah, definitely harder. When you're getting in at 12 degrees, you're thinking it's cold. Yeah, I mean, I've got a nice little routine, I say, getting up at 6 o'clock, doing a bit of strength work or stretching, or even just sort of sitting, having a cup of coffee and having a bit of time to myself, which I've been enjoying. Rach normally takes Billy off to nursery in the pram, runs her in, and then I have like an hour with Amelia when she gets up before she gets ready for school and that's her normally having a breakfast sitting on the sofa. So I wait for the sun to come up and I jump in the ice bath. So I've been doing that. I can only do two minutes. I can't do it longer than two minutes with how cold it is. I was, I've I've been, so when I was, when it was six degrees, I did six minutes, six, six, then I've been in for about six. I was in this morning. It was about eight degrees and I was in for seven minutes this morning. Cold. I had to, I have to keep my arms out because your bingo wings there when that's in the water oh it, it wrecks it really does it so I, I know i know you dunk your head though don't you yeah i do yeah i'm, a, I'm an ed dunker i'm a i'm, a, I'm an ed dunking blogger <laughs> stop um no I, I tend to get in set myself a little timer on my watch and don't look at it try and focus on my breathing as soon as it goes off i'm out i'm done towel yeah, dry yeah one um, to be fair I have, I have it on my watch now, and I'm just like constantly yeah. looking at my watch. Well, I just know I've been doing it every morning, and if I if I don't have time for an ice bath, I do have a cold shower because I do like. I'd the- rather the ice bath than a cold shower. Well, yeah, yeah. I prefer to. I prefer. I think it's just getting in. Um, I'm, once I'm in, I'm I'm, I'm okay. Once I'm, standing under a cold shower, it's like. Especially, I think it's because I'm probably bald. It's like on the top of your head. Because you're probably bald. You are bald. No, I am okay. I am bald. (laughs) The water on the top of your head just it 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 hurts me. So it's like I'd rather just plunge myself in the water and then get it done with and get it over and done with and do it in the morning. Yeah, I think it's one of them. It's um, I'm still feeling the benefits, but I think it's more the mental well-being, the alertness, the yeah. The, that's the benefit I'm getting every morning. Yeah. Um, but I think later on in the marathon block, when you've got a lot of fatigue in your legs, I'm sure we'll see some benefits of doing it as well. Yeah, definitely. And then the only other thing I did um, was I did what would be seen as sort of a bit of a test of a marathon pace, really, because um, as we all know, I am a coach runner now myself. The workout the week after Manchester was to do two miles easy, two miles steady, two miles marathon pace, one mile threshold and one mile easy. And to my surprise, the coach that I'm using, which is a guy called Josh Schofield, who's at PGC One Coaching, he set me my marathon pace uh, anywhere from uh, 6.19 to 6.39. 
What? A mile. So he reckons if I stay ahead of the curve, keep the oh. consistency, I'm on for about a 250 marathon. So I had two miles just testing after a bit of steady, um, I just a little bit of time to test out that marathon pace. And it reported back well. So I'm trying to what's stay your marath- consistent. What's your marathon PB? 310. So 20 minutes off. But that said, those, those three marathons I did. So I did, uh, no, I've done... I've done three. No, I've done four. So I did London Marathon in 2012. Didn't train for it. Did four hours, two minutes. Then I did Bedford Autodrome Marathon at the start of the first lockdown with the, without any real training. It was just mm-hmm. something to do because we were in lockdown. And I did three hours, 16. So, then, something to do because we were in lockdown. I know what I'm going to do. Most people sat in the gardens drinking drinking, and doing was, nothing. It was the I'll first, tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a marathon. Well, well, hear me <laughs> out. It, it was the first race back, I think, that you could do during oh, right, okay. the pandemic. And it was like I signed up at sort of short notice. It was like, right, I'm going to have a go at it. Um, mm. And I just thought I'd done a fair bit of running. So I did the marathon, 3.16. And then the year after that, I think it was halfway through the second lockdown, I think it was, or something around that timing. I did Bedford Autodrome again. Um, and I did that in 3.10. But I was training for Newport at the time, and Newport got cancelled. So I'd had about three, four weeks of training. Newport got cancelled. Then I sort of died off the marathon training a bit and then I found Bedford was doing their marathon again it was sort of again last minute so I had about eight weeks of training for that and got so if you really attack this training I'm thinking so I'm in the best shape I've been 5k times come down 10k times half marathon sub 80 now I've always wanted to go sub three I believe if I do the training I can get sub three but if Mm. if someone's saying they've got faith in me to go 250 we'll have a go at it so we'll Mm. We'll talk about marathon goals when we get close yeah, yeah, to it and we yeah. start the training, but yeah. that's that's sort of where I'm at. Julianne Kettle will probably still think I'll do it in four hours, fifty minutes, or something. <laughs> she's just got into she's just got into Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, Congratulations to Julianne! Yeah, yeah, very very well done, very well done. Um, very pleased for her. So, but no, well, all ticking you, along nicely, and I think. The key message for everybody is to listen to or read Rob's blog on consistency. <laughs> and that is the aim over these dark winter nights. Clocks go back this weekend, or is it four? Oh, yeah, they do, yeah, of course. It, uh, spring forward, fall back, so it's back. So they're going to go back, which is going to give us a bit of a, a bit more light in the evening for a day. Yeah, that's the plan, yeah. So yeah. take advantage of these last few lighter nights and enjoy your running, everyone. Let's have a quick, we haven't really done this for a while, so let's have a bit of an update on NSRRA. We are going to get Ken back into the podcast. We'll get him back on to talk to us, but we'll get a bit of an overview. We've had Mir Brook. Uh, we did Congleton Half. Um, it didn't do Warrington, and I haven't done Mir Brook, but they went really, really well. Mir Brook, 15. It's a tough race. It is a very tough race. I can remember doing it last year. Mm. Up Gun Hill. Straight away, you're up, going up. Then you come back down, and then you level off a bit, and then you go back up again and come back down again. Uh, it's a very nice race, don't get me wrong, because once you're up that top of that gun hill, the scene, scenes are lovely. Although last year, it was torrential rain. But this year, it was really nice and really sunny, So, and a lot of people said that they really enjoyed the race this time. Um, but the good thing about it is that when you're coming down, it's the last mile. So I've got my fastest ever mile running down there, which is nowhere near your even your marathon pace. It was seven minutes something. So even running down here, I can't run faster than you. Um, but it, it was a, it was a really well-run race, and it's a really well-organized well race. So I'm organized by Mick and Ken. Uh, and everybody always sings its praises. So well done to Mick and well done to Ken for organizing the race. Um, and hopefully next year... I will run it. Um, but then we've got a couple more coming up. So we've got the Flying Fox. I can't I can't really remember the Flying Fox. I must admit, I did run it last year. I do remember you talking uh, about the Flying Fox. Mm, but I can't really remember much about it. That's the problem with me sometimes with the races. I've been asked to write the race report for Congleton Off, which I am doing. But I must blank bits out because I'm thinking to myself, I can't even remember really running it. 
Um, even Manchester. If you ask me now, distant memory. Well, it was it was it was this time oh a couple of weeks ago, but it feels like it's ages away, ages ago, and if, I just blank bits out, and that's clear to see because during London Marathon, I can't even remember running past the Cutisart, the biggest ship in the bloody in, in in London. So yeah, we've got Flying Fox on the fifth of November, so sign up for that, and then the last race of the season. Is on Sunday, Saturday, sorry, the twenty fifth of November, which is Cheddleton ten k, which again is is a, I didn't run last year, but it's a really good race to run. Three laps, couple of laps. Three yeah, laps. so it's a laps around Cheddleton, and it is up and down, very undulating, which is typical of a, a North Stash Road Runners uh, race. But yep. again, a very good race to run. So I think I will run that one as well. So hopefully I'll get the next, last two races under my belt this year. Yeah, I haven't done enough races to get myself promotion. Uh, even though I don't think I probably would have done anyway, but it is a bit of a battle uh, for in my group for third spot. Uh, so I think there's a couple. Of, I think Mark Willett's got promotion. Uh, so well done to Mark. I think it might be Stephen Plant as well who's got promotion from our group. Without looking, I don't really know. Um, and I think Peter Gibbs and James Tutton is going for promotion. Ugh. So they're both Stoke fit. So it's a bit of a battle for the Stoke fitties, Ooh. which is. Which is yeah, which is interesting. Lots of yeah. drama in your club, isn't there, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we talked about it when we first started. We wanted a one, two, three. Uh, so we've got a, we've got a one, potentially, and a potentially a three. So well done to the guys there. Um, and like I say, we will we'll get Ken back on the show just to talk to us a bit more about yeah. the races coming up uh, and also next year. So I, will, I think I think we're going to sign up again. I quite enjoy it. Yeah. Although, it's a bit difficult to try and get all the races. I in. mean, I would, I would like to do a little bit more of North mm. Staffs. It's been difficult um, getting up there, to be honest with you. I mean, I'd really enjoyed All Sager, so I think regardless of whether I'm in, I think All Sager seems to be a good race to get to at the start of next year, just to sort of get out there on the roads again after a bit of a, a winter of not much racing. Um yeah. And then I think, obviously, then it's just see how it goes from that point, to be honest with you. But yeah. there are some fantastic races, as we spoke oh, about, yeah. all the really way through is. this first really season of the podcast. And I think it's it's hopefully our podcast is helping more people maybe join North Staffs. I don't know. Um, yeah. But it's certainly a, a, a definitely a good thing to get involved in if you are looking for a bit of healthy competition, right? Yeah. And it... Uh... We, I know we said this before, but Ken and the team are really, really good, really approachable, um, and we've built the relationship over over the last over the last year because I think Ken was on the first couple of shows. I can't remember that's yeah. what show he came on, but that relationship that's built up, it's been really, really good. So we will continue to have that relationship, and yeah. we will continue to do North Stash Road Runners because it is local races to me, which is really good, and it, and, and comp, comp, compromises it compensates. Is that the word? Compliments, can't speak then. Compliments my training for my Manchester Marathon. So yeah, definitely going to be doing them next year. And when we talked about it before, didn't we? Last week that we're going to try and get my five k and ten k pace a bit quicker. So yeah, I'll be I back. That's got to be the that's got to be the target for you over mm. the next few months before we get into a uh, into Manchester Marathon training. And I think you've got plenty of opportunity to do five k's, but I think. If we could maybe target all Sager five miler, mm, mm. that's a, a good uh, test of where you're at with your pace and stuff, yeah. and then we kick the season off nice and strong and see where you're at with it, really. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's a bit of a North Staff Roadrunners Association update, but we will get Ken back on the show just to talk to us a bit more about it. Yeah, well done to everybody that has, that has uh, put the, the races in and is finishing the season strong. And those yeah. that are just uh, collecting the last few races to another successful season. One person that I want to actually give a shout out to is gone and got another third third promotion in a year. It wasn't third promotion in a I'm year. Third promotion. At, ever, I'm just looking. Third promotion. It. One after another after another. Andy Torbit. Yeah. He's uh, in Group E, and I believe he's going to get promotion to Group D for next year. So a fantastic runner, really nice guy. So well done to Andy, uh, and congratulations. And I think the other sure week where's... potentially on a bit of an injury, and he thought his season was yeah, finished, right? Yeah, so, um, 
shows what staying positive can do for you. So well yeah. done, Andy. And Ken Shenton, we've already mentioned Ken on the show a couple of times, but Ken's sitting pretty in second spot in Group E as well. So with his bagel and his flask of coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was funny. That was so well done to everybody. Um, and we'll, like I say, end the season. We will give a shout out to people that get promoted, like we did last year. Still to come on this episode of the Couch to Coach Running Podcast. So I'll let you announce the winner. So the winner of the first challenge is... Well, it's two people really, isn't it? Yeah, it is really. It's two people, but it's... This episode is brought to you in association with the North Staffs Roadrunners Association. Proudly supporting road running in North Staffordshire since 1974. That brings us on to our new feature. Five with the listeners. Five with the listeners. Five of the listeners. Yeah, so a bit of a new feature. Giving the show back to you guys that listen to the show, we wouldn't be here without you. Uh, we wouldn't be continuing to do this. If it was just me and Ben talking, I think we probably would have wrapped it up about 11 months ago. <laughs> but oh, because we have got, gosh. Yeah, we, probably, yeah, we probably would have done it 10 months maybe. <laughs> I'd still be talking to you. I don't know if we'd be recording it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'd still be talking. Yeah, we'd still be friends. We are, we are genuinely friends, uh, I think. <laughs> Other than this podcast, um, I hope yeah, so. so. I, I'm just oh, coming yeah. to your wedding for a free dinner, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to we're going to give the show back to you guys, and we are every week we're going to have a listener on the show. Uh, this week we've got someone who's already been on the show, actually, Peter Gibbs. Uh, so uh, we've got questions that we're going to ask Peter. He's going to answer the questions, and then at the end, he's got a question for us. So this is five of the listeners' first guest. Peter Gibbs. Question number one. What's your name, who, slash what club do you run for? This is Peter Gibbs of Stoke Fit Running Club. Question number two. What are your current running goals? My current running goals are to enjoy my running. Simple one, but need to get faster which I think is most people's goals finish the NSR RA season and in 2024 my first big goal is Manchester Marathon question number three how is your training going how is my training going um, it's okay but it's been a long year and uh, my consistency has taken a bit of a hit in the last few weeks which is particularly annoying when you're trying to look at your miles Um and I think it's become difficult to keep that, that level up that I was at it earlier in the year. And this one, question number four, is a regular question we ask all of our guests. What are your current PBs at 5K, 10K, half marathon and marathon? My current PBs, 5K is 23.52, 10K, 48.54, Half marathon, one hour fifty-four thirty-three, and marathon, four hours twenty-three and twenty-six at London this year. Question number five: What is your best tip you can give to someone about running, either starting running or just running in general? Um, what is my best tip I can give someone about running? Uh, when you're a new runner, especially, don't get carried away. Keep it steady build slowly it's an easy one to forget and then the key once you start getting out of the beginner phase and even even in the beginner phase to be fair is the big my biggest thing that's helped me is consistency uh, just consistently tuning out those miles whether they be slow or a speed session and the last question is your chance to ask the question so what is your question and who is it for? 
Um, my question, I've got, oh, I sort of got two questions, and they're actually for both of you, so whether you use them, this is up to you. Um, the first question to both, what has been your favourite race that you've competed in, and why? The second question to both again is, do you have a dream race that you'd like to do that's on that, that bucket list one day? Hope this works, and um, it works for you. Cheers. So the question is, what was our favourite race, most memorable race? And also, what's our bucket list race? So I'll let you answer that. I think we've, we've, we've mentioned this on the show before, but... I think uh, we have. I think... It, it's going to have changed considerably, I think, for, yeah. uh, for me, certainly. I think last time yeah. I answered this question, I can't think back to it but I think I might have said Land's End Park Run mm. or I think I might have said Long Eaton Park Run where I was pushing the girls so in the buggy yeah favourite race for me I am I can't look past it I cannot look past it Osage 5 really yeah you really? thought I was going to say Manchester, didn't you? I, I was going to say, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. well, I'll think of something else because I'm going to say uh, Manchester. But all stage of five, okay. All stage of five. I just think, for me, all stage has got so many good memories in the sense of I'd just come – I'd had some injury problems. I hadn't yeah. really done an awful lot of running. It was one of the first sort of real, in my memory, thinking – pre and post injury my first race is back it was my yeah. first race where i came up to stoke uh yeah. met at the stoke fit lot did the the shirt swaps i the first oh, time yeah. i wore my stoke that, yeah. fit shirt um, yeah, yeah. and pb'd over five um <clears throat> pb'd over five mile and had a really good race with good friend of the show lister of the show kieran uh, yeah. Bedford didn't know anything about him at the time. Obviously, a very good runner, and we had a little battle. Yeah. Uh, Rach was there with the kids. She uh, was on our brawl, Laura and Arthur. Arthur yeah. and Connie, and it was just a really nice race, really nice day. Met Ken for the first yeah. time. So for yeah. me, top memory at the moment, race wise. It's not a, it's not a massive race. I know I've done London, I've done Manchester, yeah. done Birmingham yeah. a few times, done Cambridge, but it's all stage of five. Okay, that's interesting. Mine, like I said last week, it's got it, London is always going to have, uh, and I, th- I think I said London last time. London's always going to have that place in my heart because it was Manchester. It, it was London. It's the one of the biggest marathons, isn't it? So everybody talks about London Marathon. So that's always going to have a place in my heart. But for the actual memorable part of the race and the most exhilarating part of the, for me was is Manchester half. It's got to be. Um, Purely because I, I, I loved from minute one to the end to go in to come in to get in there. I loved getting there. I loved the preparation. Mm. I loved the actual race. I loved meeting the people beforehand. So meeting a couple of listeners, doing the race. It was really really nice. The weather was fantastic. It was the best weather that I've ever ran in. It was perfect perfect weather. I didn't. It, didn't hit the point of where I thought this isn't going to happen for me, which normally I get around my half marathons. And then the end, coming in, seeing you and, and, and Sarah, and, and it was really nice, and meeting Ken after as well, talking to Ken. It was just a, a really good day from start to finish. Yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> But another mention is, is Wilmslow, which is coming up soon, actually, Wilmslow, Wilmslow Festive 10K. That, again, is something that, Another race that I really, really enjoy. I think it's because I get PBs, but it is a really good race and it's it's festive. You get people dressing up, which I really enjoy. I wore a, I wore a Santa hat last year, but you see people dressed up as Santa, you see people dressed yeah. up as reindeers, you see people dressed up as all sorts of different things. And I think that's the most important thing for me. Yes, it's nice getting PBs, and yes, it's nice going to really nice places, but it's nice to have that connection with people and having that novelty bit as well if that makes sense and having that jovial side where you can have a bit of a laugh so them are the two races that i would say are my most memorable what about your bucket list race oh it's a really really good question and my bucket list race i've always wanted to do a a, a marathon abroad Mm. 
Um, it's not one of the majors, so it could be okay. quite easily one of the majors, like your Berlin or your Tokyo. It's not. Um, Ibiza Marathon oh, okay. um, is up there. Mm-hmm. Um, because me and Rachel got engaged in Ibiza um, okay. and there's a marathon there that runs around the coast of Ibiza uh, to a place called Santa Olaria. Um so that's up there but there's also one which I believe is done in Norway and it's basically done in the middle of the night but it's in daylight because oh. Norway basically i think is one of those places that has daylight 24 7 for a period of the year oh, right. okay cool. um and it, it's i think it's called race against the sun or something like that um oh, right. midnight sun marathon there it is so the midnight sun marathon is run on the 22nd of june 2024 and yeah it's basically run at midnight but it's daylight and i just think that would be a really interesting run to do so it's the midnight sun marathon um which is really interesting concept to be running in the middle of the night Mm. but obviously it's daylight sounds good one of my one of my buckets has been for a while actually and when i first found out about it is, is Thunder Run, actually. I was really excited about it last year because it's different. It's completely different to your normal kind of half marathon, marathon. It's team, which I'm, I love being in a team. I love being with people. So it's nice to have that connection. It's, it's supposed to be really good because it's not just about all the racing. It's about having that social aspect as well, which I really enjoy. So you camp and you can you eat with other people and you can have that banter with people and uh, I don't know if people drink or whatever goes on there but that's what I'm really looking forward to and I've never ran at night so mm. again something that I'm apprehensive about but looking forward to and it's trail as well so I'm not really done that many trail races so I'd love to do a marathon or half marathon abroad uh, but I think for my bucket list, which I'm hopefully, well, we'll, well, we'll be taking off, hopefully, if it goes ahead, is Thunder Run. So, yeah, that's my bucket list race because it's just different and I like to have a bit of difference. It's definitely a, a challenge. Mm, it definitely, definitely is. Got I, I hope you have a bit off more that you could chew, but you've definitely got a challenge there, mate. Yeah, yeah, I should be okay. I should be okay. You'll be fine. You're in a good team. Who's, who's in your I team? Am. Michelle, Libby and Adam. So I'm in a, I am in a good team, so it'll be good. It'll be, and there's loads of people from Stoke Fed doing it. So Peter's doing it. So Pete, Pete and Lou. There's Helen. There's Carly. There's Neil. Then Jenny. Uh, Joe. Um, couple loads of people that are doing it from Stoke Fed, and I think other people from other other teams are doing. All the running clubs are doing it as well. So it'll be a good, good. You go for the whole weekend. So it'll be nice. Looking forward to it. Sounds like a blast. Sounds like a blast. It does. Bucket list, leaderboard. bucket list is start, ticked off. Yeah, so that should be done. So then, that's it then. What, what do we look at for then? We'll be looking at Manchester, Manchester, a marathon abroad. So. This episode is brought to you by Protein Rebel. Have you ever suffered with digestion issues during a running event? You're not alone. Research shows that 27% of marathoners and 70% of ultra runners report issues with digestion. The reasons for these gastrointestinal issues are often the complex chemical formulations used in many sports nutrition products. They lead to bloating, cramps, and sometimes the need to run to the toilet. Not what any runner needs. Definitely not. So how can you get over this when the big brands use artificial ingredients? So Protein Rebel has decided to do things differently as their products are 100% natural. They only use short, minimal, natural ingredient lists that reduce the chance of GI issues, so gastrointestinal issues, support your running naturally. Products include maple ignite energy gels containing just maple syrup and sea salt, run easy marine collagen for strengthening joints and ligaments, and replace vegan protein powders. If you are interested in buying any of these products, we have got a special, yes, a special code for you to use. If you go onto their website 
and it's CTC15 and you will get yourself 15% off. Couch to Coach podcast is available on a wide variety of podcast players. If you like what you hear in this episode, please remember to follow the show and set a future episodes to auto-download. Our main objective on this show is to get people into running and to talk about running. We are two normal guys that live normal lives, and although our following is growing, we rely on you, the listeners, to get the word out there about this show. So please, whilst you're listening, remember to leave us a review on your chosen podcast player to help boost our ratings. Finally, you can stay up to date with all things Couch to Coached over on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Just search for Couch to Coached. Strava leaderboard. Go for it. Go on. Let's have a look. Who we got so on this, this week, we, we, t- we do tend to have the same people on this most weeks, but... It's always good to look at. So with 61, well, they're very close. Oh, cool. This is, very, this is very, very close this week. So from Monday to Sunday this week, we've got Martin Pratt with 61.2 miles. Well done, Martin. With 61.6 miles, Morgan Thompson. So well done, Morgan. And, and also with 61.6 miles, there must be some kind of decimal point in there somewhere, is Pat Buckingham. So well done to Pat. So there's a top three. Uh Pat's also, Pat's also the, the the same three in total running time. Uh, Christian Prince sneaks in there, and Carl Moulton sneak in there with Pat around at the elevation as well. And then this week, from Monday to Thursday, in third spot with thirty six point three miles, well done to Pat Buckingham, with forty two point one miles, well done to Mark Wright. And with 55.7 miles, well on his way to getting over 70 miles, if he carries on this way, uh, is Martin Pratt. So well done to Martin. Um, and the guy, Adam, who I'm going to be running with a thunder run, has also threatened that he's going to be in the Strava leaderboard at one point as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Shouts out of the week. Go on. So we Shout have got... We've got week. We've got one person who's given a shout-out. So I put it out on Instagram. So if anybody wants to give a shout-out, they don't have to wait for me to put it on Instagram. You can contact us directly. You can just message us, email us at couch2coachoutlook.com, on Instagram at couch2coached, or me to me, Rob Silito or Ben Russell. But we've got one person who wants to shout-out this week, and it is Sally Hamilton. So Sally has shouted out to the whole, the whole of Stonemaster Marathon and Runs Club for being amazing and supportive and encouraging all the runners. So that's a shout out to the whole of Stonemaster Marathoners. That brings me on to my shout out. My shout out of the week is to Sally Hamilton. So I'm repaying the favour on Stonemaster Marathoners' behalf. Sally is one of the most positive persons I've ever met. Um, And she always gives shout out to people. So I'm giving you a shout out, Sally. You deserve a shout out. You've come on leaps and bounds with your running. I know how much you've come on with your with your running. So you're always consistent with your running as well. Looking at your Strava, Strava uh, profile, you are getting consistency with your running. So, and like I say, you've you've come on really, really well. We're running. I'm just trying to find where you are in the Strava. She's second in Group Y. Uh, with 48.08 points just behind another friend to the show. And I know she's her friend as well from Sir Master Marathers, Jackie Bailey. So it's looking like uh, Sally is going to be getting promotion as well. So that is my shout-out. Isn't it nice when someone's really positive to other people? Yeah. Shout-outs and encouraging people. Definitely. it's... It is absolutely brilliant. I always talk about this in my training because I I, I teach staff at work. Positivity breeds positivity. 
negativity breeds negativity so if you're always negative expect negative things to happen but if you're positive you have a positive influence you have a positive influence on other people hopefully that positivity rubs onto other people and you can have some positivity as well and it makes you feel better if you're positive you feel good if you're negative you feel rubbish and absolutely i understand that people sometimes feel rubbish and yeah. something happens that makes them feel like rubbish but if you can try and be positive it does help so do you think you can that is my a positive outcome i think you can i think i'm I'm the, I'm the kind of person that even if something negative happens i always try to find the positive if that's if that's if you can um so like if you don't do a race if to put it in running perspective if you're running a race or you're running a run and you, you think to yourself, this is my goal that I want to get to, and you don't get it, well, okay, you don't get it. There's a next time. That's how I would look at things. Uh, there's always a next time to be able to do better or to do train better or, or, or these things that you can put in place beforehand. So I think you can, with a positive outlook, get positive things. So. I think you can. I think if you can have a positive outlook, you can, obviously, it's going to make you feel better. But by feeling yeah. better and positive about the future, I think after a bit, you feel, feel your motivation levels going up. So I think yeah. it's also about being positive, for not only yourself, but for others that will make you feel better yourself and that obviously would lead you to being more well, generally happier and if yeah. you're happier I think you're more likely to enjoy your own running as well so I think yeah. I like that shout out for someone that yeah. does the shout outs it's nice to have the, the favour returned good shout out Rob yeah. thank you keep, keep them coming Sally more than happy to have shout outs if anybody else wants to give a shout out to anybody please let us know who's your shout out to <laughs> I had mine lined up before the show started, but I've changed my mind. Oh, okay. I'm not going to say who was getting it. No, don't. That <laughs> That's fortunate. Just you, this is what you could have had. <laughs> it's a bit like uh, Ken winning the speedboat. Yeah, bullseye. This is what you could have won. So, I was having a look through the leaderboard and all that sort of stuff, and I am going to give my shout out to Rebecca Washington. Okay. And the reasons why, Rebecca Washington, I've seen the activities on Strava, and it's more of a good look, really, and a well done at the same time. Rebecca Washington has, uh, on the 23rd of October, well, actually, no, 22nd of October, my first 5K back, thanks to Coach Bedford. So I'm thinking, by the comments, and Kieran's commented on it as well, I'm thinking... By photograph, um, potentially Kieran Bedford's partner. Yeah, looks like it. I don't know. I've never met her, but it looks like it. So, But I like the fact that she's obviously got some encouragement from Kieran. If it is her partner, uh, Kieran is a partner, then I think that's nice. They're working together. She started mm. her first 5K back on the 22nd of October. And then the next day, Ben Park's 10K plan, week one, day one, Two miles, slow pace. Day two, week one, uh, 10K plan, 30 minutes running. I walked up the hills, so I added five minutes on. And it's nice to see somebody seemingly being open about starting again on their running journey. No running for a while, but he's picking it back up nicely. So, Rebecca Washington, well done. Well done, Rebecca. And if you are training for anything, please let us know. Um, I'm sure, you've, like you say, you've got a really good coach there with Kieran. Uh, he might get you out running for snacks, but <laughs> you've got a really good coach. That's what he's done, on it. He's got involved in running again if it is his partner. Your turn to fetch the snack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go You go get them biscuits today. <laughs> I'll look after the kids. You can go get the biscuits. <laughs> Fair play to them both. Lovely to see. It is. It is nice. Really nice to see. So that is Strava Leaderboard with the shout-outs. Which brings us on to another new feature that we started last week, which has gone down an absolute storm. Wow. Yeah, absolutely wow. 
It is the Couch to Coached Challenge or C2C Challenge, hashtag C2C Challenge. And we have had quite a few responses. I did mine on Sunday, like I say, uh, and there was a bit of confusion through a few people. Was it how many pubs you can pass in an hour or was it the name, the best name of the pub? And if you look at the post, it was the best name of the pub. But shout out to a couple of people. Mark Willits, Mark did really well. Paul Hall did really, really well. The Stonemaster Marathoners, they've done a couple of runs. Um with they've incorporated into their club runs at Stoke Fit. So Lou Gibbs led a, a group of um, people around when they did a club run. They actually went past a brewery, so they took it to the next step, a Titanic Brewery, rather than just being okay with a pub. They actually went to a brewery, so shout, shout out to them. Uh, Matt Kingston, there was loads and loads and loads of people, but not Ben Russell. I knew you were <laughs> Throw you under the bus. <laughs> I even explained to him before we started the recording that I'm waiting, I hadn't done waiting it. For and I give him the reasons why, and he <laughs> stitched me up. No, I haven't done it, Rob. And what? And, and what? what? You um, set the challenge. You set the challenge, so no, you've got that prerogative. You've got the prerogative not to do it. No, so you've got the prerogative not to do it. No. What I did was I, <laughs> I basically planned to do it today, and I normally run in the evening. Um, you, rather than running past the woods, you went in the pubs instead. That's what you. I went say, in them. Um, <laughs> to the wind. <laughs> uh, I, I plan to do it today in my normal run this evening, and uh, I got up this morning. I was sitting there having my coffee, and then Rach said that we had some friends visiting us this afternoon, and thought to myself, when am I going to get my running? Because the villa are on at five forty-five. So I was watching a bit of the villa before we did this. And then I was like, oh, I'm not going to get my running. So when am I going to go? She went, well, get out the door now and do it. So I had literally five minutes. I left. Didn't have the time to plan my route. So I haven't got it done. I am sorry. Couch to coach community. I am sorry. (laughs) Never mind. You can make up for it this time. But we have got a winner. Um, I'll let you announce the winner if you want to. So the, the winner is obviously going to get a shout out on, on the podcast, but also I've been collecting merchandise. I've been ordering a bit of merchandise. Uh, so I've got only a few little bits to start with. So we've got uh, a beer coaster, which links in with a pub run. So it's a beer mat with our faces on. So you can stick your glasses on our face. <laughs> I've got a, a magnet and also I've got a sticker with our our logo on. So I will be sending them out to the, to, we will be, we'll be getting in contact with you and we will be sending them out to you. So, that is a competition, and we will be doing this every week um, until the point of when I run out my stickers and my beer mats. Uh, but yeah, so I'll let you announce the winner. So the winner of the first challenge is. It's two people, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is, really. It's two people, but it's Alice Dudley. Alice Dudley. Yeah, Alice Dudley. Alex Main. Main. Yeah. So it's Alice Dudley and Alex Main. They win because I really liked the pub name The Balloon. It's a good it's a good name. It is a good name, Austin. But when you said that I thought, yeah, actually that's a really good name. Because you you you're used to things like the the red lion, the golden lion, the, the swan. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard of a pub called the balloon. Well, for me, it's when you think of a pub name, it's like, what do the locals say? I'm going up the balloon or I'm going down the balloon or whatever. But going up the balloon, it, it sounds like a good name of a pub for me. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Out of the list of all the pubs that we saw, we saw some standard ones, you know, like the Queen's Head. And we had a, a few people went past uh, the Cross Keys and the Rose and all them. But... The balloon, and I think this was a, the best pub name. So I was yeah. winner, winner, chicken dinner. Well done, winner, Alice. Winner, chicken dinner. Well, winner, winner, sticker dinner. Winner, uh, sticker, w- sticker, winner. Sorry, winner, winner, sticker, winner. Win- oh, yeah, <laughs> you've, won, you've won a sticker. <laughs> yeah, well done. But it's like, if you can remember Blue Peter, you used to win the Blue Peter badge. Yeah. So we've I mean, gone a bit more. I bet you can't wait to get your sticker, Alice. <laughs> your sticker, your beam at, and your and your magnet. Well, it's better than nothing. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's a good prize. And these are these they're going to be worth. Prizes. They're going to be worth millions in the future when we are really, really popular and we get listeners. Yeah, potentially. More listeners. 
I like it. I like it. So what's the challenge this week? Wow. Got another mm. one for you. So I know. it again involves running. Shock. Shock horror. And this time it's all about collecting street signs. Okay. Street. Not actually take not actually taking them off, you mean? No. Well, no. well if, you get, if you get away with we're that. We're not condone like... we're not condoning that, by the way. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's all about collecting street name signs. Okay? Okay. Yeah. The rules of the, 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 the challenge. You need to run past and be photographed with street name signs where the first letter is a letter okay. of your name. Okay. And you okay. need to get one letter per letter in your first name. Well, mine's going to be quite easy. Yours is going to be easier. Uh, ben. You're Robert. Are you Benjamin? No. I was Chris uh. Ben. And I live <laughs> Barclay Road. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason why you've done it. <laughs> so what okay. I want listeners to do, anyone that wants to take part, friends of listeners, anyone in the Strava group, we'll put the post out. But for example, my name is Ben. I live on Barclay Road. So if I run past the B, I take a photo with Barclay Road and that's me collecting the B. If I run to the next road and that is, I know, Evergreen Road, take yeah. a photo and that is the E. Okay, that's and a good. That's a good. You're going to go around collecting your name in photos. No time, no time. Okay. okay, you can do it as leisurely as fast as you want this week. Okay, but it's just to see who can collect their name in street name signs, and the winner is going to be the best or funniest street name, as decided by me and Rob. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. So if you want to win, if you want to enter into that challenge to win a sticker, a magnet, and a beer <laughs> it's, it's it's worth it. Trust me. Um, if you want to enter, please tag us into your Strava runs, tag us into your Instagram stories, uh, tag us into your Facebook posts. Just let us know. And if you if you what what we ideally need is if you could just message one of us to say that you've done it because it's really hard work <laughs> looking through Instagram looking through Strava looking through Facebook and create thinking. it as a post on the Strava group as a discussion yes. Paul okay. Hall led the example on this he created a little yes. comment put it on there and I'm going to make a slight adjustment as well okay. because I am fully aware that there was a lot of clubs that did it as a group yeah, and they might be running around a long time trying to spell everyone's name out, and I want to keep the community of people running together. Yeah. So, Stoke Fit, you need to go past an S, a T, an O, a K, an E, an F, an I, and a T. Okay. Yeah. And if we do that, you're not all going to get a sticker because I will run out really quickly. <laughs> we can have one for all of you. <laughs> But what we'll do is clubs, you have to spell out your club as a group and individuals and couples, you just have to spell out one or both of the names. But we're looking for the funniest or best street name that has been captured. Okay, fantastic, fantastic. So well done, Alice and Alex. Um, And get out there, run, find your street name, uh, street signs and spell out your name. If you want to take the street street signs, you can. Again, we're not condoning that. If you want to do that, it's up to you. But we are. It's nothing to do with us if you do. So don't go blaming us. Uh, and on that note, I think we will see you all later. See you later.